Hello everyone, welcome back to Nothing But Net. And here are the updates for the games played on the 24th of April 2021 in India and on the 23rd of April 2021 in the United States of America. The day started off with an upset. The Hawks beat the Heat. The Hawks won the scoreline, won the match with the scoreline of 118 to 103, very comfortably. The Hawks are now 33 and 27, while the Heat are 31 and 29 in their win and loss columns, respectively. Bogdan Bogdanovich had a good game of 21 points. John Collins pitched in with 20 points and 8 rebounds. Brandon Goodwin had 17 from the bench. Lou Williams had 13 from the bench. Danilo Gallinari had 17 from the bench. Kevin Huter had 11. It was a good game. They were missing Trae Young. They definitely missed Trae Young. Their leader of plays, their creator of plays, but they still had a good game. They had an efficient game. While for the Heat, the best performer was Kendrick Nunn, who had 21 points. Trevor Ariza had a double double of 13 points, 10 rebounds. Jimmy Butler had 19 points. Duncan Robinson had 13. Tyler Harrow had 12 from the bench in his 17 minutes of play. Interestingly, an ex-finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, was left scoreless by the Hawks. Yeah, Andre Iguodala was left scoreless. I will let that sink in. Interesting, no? The next match of the day was between the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. The Nets won this match, obviously, with a scoreline of 109 to 104. Interestingly, Kyrie Irving did not have a good game. He definitely was almost near to a triple-double. 15 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. But that was quite calm of Kyrie. He was not sinking as many shots as he wanted to. Joe Harris had a good game with 20 points. Jeff Green had 19. Bruce Brown pitched in with 15. Blake Griffin had 13. Both Bruce and Blake pitched in with their 15 and 13 from the bench. While the Celtics had a great performance by Jason Tatum, who had 38 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. While Marcus Smart had 19. Peyton Pritchard from the bench had 22. That's great for that rookie. The Nets are now 40 and 20, while the Celtics are 32 and 28 in the win and loss columns respectively. And I apologize for repeating again if I have. The next match was between the Charlotte Hornets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Hornets won the contest with the scoreline of 108 to 102. The Hornets are now 29 and 30, while the Cavs are 21 and 38 in their win and loss columns, respectively. For the Hornets, the highest scorer was a three-way tie between TJ, Terry Rozier, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, with 25 points apiece. Miles Bridges, according to me, was the better performer of the day because he had a double-double of 25 points, 10 rebounds. While for the Cavs, the highest performer was Colin Sexton, who had 28. Darius Garland had 27. Jared Allen, Jared Allen had 15. Another restricted free agent. And you can expect the Cleveland Cavaliers to pay him big bucks because he can create and form a tandem with Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, provided that all three of them continue with the form that they have. The next match was between the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Clippers. Again, it's similar with almost every Clippers story. They lack 
or they are they trail by about five or seven, and then they catch up and win the match with about five or seven. And like, it's obviously great from the Clippers' perspective, but the fact that teams are not able to capitalize on their seven-point game against such a title-contending team, obviously, it's expected from such a strong team from Steve Ballmer's team, of course. But yeah, it's it's a fault on other the opposition as well because they can't capitalize on the lead that they have. Paul George had a monstrous game. He had a double double of thirty three points, fourteen rebounds. Paul George definitely looks like Paul George of OKC and Indiana Pacers, and you can see he's feeling comfortable with his jumper. He does make quite a few turnovers, but let's see if he, if he can capitalize on such a good. Normal season performance and bring back the playoff P. Patrick Patterson started after a long time. He contributed with 12. The next best performer on the Clippers was Reggie Jackson, who had 19. While for the Rockets, the highest there were only three players in triple digit in double digit. Sorry, you can't have triple digits. That's only Will Chamberlain. My bad. There were only three players in double digits. All three of them were in 20s. The rest, they were single digits, and it's painful. It is painful. The highest, like all three of them played well. John Wall had a double double. Christian Wood had a double double. Kelly Olynyk had a double double. John Wall pitched in with twenty-seven points, thirteen assists. Christian Wood had twenty-four points and nineteen rebounds. Kelly Olynyk had twenty-three points and ten rebounds. How far will a superstar take a complete team? Well, Steph Curry is a different case altogether, but never mind. It's like even Steven Silas is now frustrated with the way the team has been performing, blowing up leads, and not able to capitalize on a good start they have. They definitely missed Sterling Brown and uh, Kevin Porter Jr. But then, what can they do about it? Both of them either is injured or violated the NBA's safety protocols. So it's bound to happen. The next match of the day was between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Washington Wizards. The Wizards won this contest. They are now on a seven-game winning streak. Streak. The Wizards won the contest with a scoreline of 129 to 109. Thunder are now 20 and 40, while the Wizards are 26 and 33 in their win and loss columns, respectively. Russell Westbrook, the walking triple double, was the best performer for the Wizards. He had a triple double of 37 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds in his 37 minutes of play. Bradley Beal pitched in with 33 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists in his 36 minutes of play. The next closest to them was Raul Neto, who had 15. Davis Bertans had 12 from the bench, and the rest, well, they just came to clap and cheer on their two superstars. Trust me, seriously, that's what the Wizards have been doing, and Scott Brooks. Is definitely frustrated with the fact that the team is completely relying on their two superstars, and that's why you can see the horrendous rate that they have of 26 and 33. Well, not as horrendous as they started the season with, but yeah, Danny Avdia is now out of the season most probably with an ankle fracture because he has a great high ceiling. He has a high ceiling, like a high high ceiling, but they now have to completely wait. On how he capitalizes and gets accustomed to the high contact, comparatively slow-paced game 
than the European league that he was part of. The highest scorer for the Thunder was a two-way tie between Darius Baisley and Theo Meldian, both at 20 apiece. For the second highest scorer, there was again a two-way tie between Luguenz Lugu- Dort and Isaiah Robbie, who had 18 points apiece. Isaiah Robbie came from the bench, who had 18 points, eight rebounds in his 29 minutes. 29 minutes of play. The next match of the day was between the Wash, the Golden State Warriors, and the Denver Nuggets. And who pulled off an upset? The Golden State Warriors. The Warriors won this match very comfortably by about 21 points with a scoreline of 118 to 97. The Warriors are now 30 and 30, while the Nuggets are 38 and 21 in the win and loss columns respectively. Finally, finally, Steph Curry came back. After a disappointing performance against the Wizards, Steph Curry again got 32. He had 32 points, eight rebounds, three assists in his 34 minutes of play. He definitely had a right ankle niggle. He went to the locker room right in front of, like not right in front actually, right at the beginning of the game. And you can see that he's still not comfortable with that ankle of his, but he still fought through the pain and got it. Draymond Green had a double double of 19 assists, his career high, 12 rebounds, and two points. Yeah, measly two points. But yeah, well, as of right now, he's currently their main felicitator. So, felicitator, I guess. Yeah, with 19 assists, Kelly Oubre Jr. pitched in with a good game of 23 points from the bench. Michael Mulder was given his first start. He had 14 points. He started off. He started the game with a three. He raised the roof with his dunk, and you can see that the man is beaming with confidence, especially after his start. And he definitely wanted to leave an impact. Andrew Wiggins had 19 points. Jordan Poole had 15 from the bench, and it was a good game. Juan Toscano Anderson finally back after his concussion protocol. He again brought the intensity. Had nine points, eight rebounds, four assists in his 26 minutes of play. For the Nuggets, the highest scorer was Michael Porter Jr., who had 26 points. Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon. There are three players: Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic, who were the only players in double digits. The rest were single. Michael Porter had 26, Aaron Gordon had 17, Nikola Jokic had 19 points, six assists, six rebounds. Another blow for the Nuggets was Will Barton. He pulled his right hamstring and he exited the game one minute after entering the game. He started for the Nuggets, played one minute, pulled up his hamstring, and then left the game. Now it all depends on what the scans and scans and everything says about Will Barton. But the fact that now they have lost two of their premier guards, Jamal Murray. After a torn ACL, who's definitely out for the season? Will Barton. Now it depends on what the scans say. Faku Campazzo started the game with he had seven points, four assists. He's he's a rough player, like not in a bad way. He brings out the intensity, and he's a short guy, you know. So short guards tend to get beaten very easily. You can see the fact with Trey Young, comparatively short in the league, and gets beaten very easily when it comes to one on one. But then. Then there is Faku. 
Faku can't be beaten easily. He'll bring up the intensity. He'll bring out the charging foul, and definitely he'll give out tons of blocking fouls in the process. But he will get the charges when you require the most. The next match was between another upset of sorts between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers have some issues, I guess. I am not sure what is going on within the team because the fact that they're not able to go and reach the finish line at the end. It was a close game. The Grizzlies won with a scoreline of 130 to 128, and this is just regulation. There is no overtime of sorts. So, the highest scorer for the Grizzlies was Ja Morant, who had a double double. He had a good game 33 points, 13 assists in his 36 minutes of play. Dylan Brooks had 25. Jaren Jackson Jr. had 23 from the bench. DeAnthony Melton had 10 from the bench. Kyle Anderson pitched in with 14. Xavier Tillman pitched in with 12. While for the Trailblazers, the highest scorer was Yusuf Nurkic, who had a double-double of 26 points, 17 rebounds. Damian Lillard had 27, so highest scorer technically Dame is. CJ McCollum had 12, 22. Norman Powell had a quiet game of sorts with 13 points. Carmelo Anthony pitched in with 13. Ian Cantor had 12. It was a good game, but not good enough to reach the end. The next match of today is at 10.30 p.m. IST. So, between the New York Knicks and the Raptors. So, I'll let you know on tomorrow's episode how the game pans out. And we'll see what the Knicks come up with against an unknown Raptors force. Because they don't know what they're doing themselves. They win against good teams. They lose against horrendous teams. So let's see how this pans out. You have three seconds remaining on the shot clock. You pull up the jumper. You score. And you celebrate by sharing this podcast to every basketball fanatic out there. Because you know you have all the updates right at the tips of your fingertips entering into your ears. I am Vishwas Shah. And this is nothing but Nectar.